The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Ralph, oh man, Ralph, oh, I'm glad we're getting this thing started, uh, this, uh, this preview. I had a really uh, terrible dream, man. It seemed like several days went by. Um, I dreamed that the Saints only had five picks this year because they traded up twice. I dreamed that they that they went defense in the first, that they didn't trade uh, down. They went defense first, then they went to a wide receiver for the second pick. Then they traded up to get back into the second round. And then they traded up again in the fourth to get some guy from Canada. And they also traded a pick for next year, too. And then they picked a running back as their last pick in the seventh round. It was really weird. And I dreamed that. I dreamed that I just was so frustrated. I hopped in my car and drove until my gas tank uh, ran out. I ended up in some place called Ripley, Tennessee. And I think I became the mayor down there. I don't know. It wasn't a dream. It was a memory. Oh, shit. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Held couldn't join us, but as you heard in the open, he was having bad dreams apparently, or he thought he was, but it wasn't a it wasn't a dream, Kevin. It was a memory. So, so, sounds like a nightmare called reality. <laughs> the, so, but the Saints Happy Hour Podcast, as always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, twenty five seventy two City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I hope you went there for the draft. I hope you had one of their one hundred thirty six draft beers while the Saints were trading up multiple times, getting a from Canada that nobody had heard of. Uh, they have 50-foot TV. You go there for LSU baseball, uh, Astros baseball, which is terrible, NBA playoffs. Uh, the Pelican House, they have it all. 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with the Saints draft. Um, the only thing I can, I can think of is that Andrew, they are never trading down ever. And let's just put- yeah, that was cute. That 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 was cute. That whole little uh, narrative that we took. That oh yeah, now that Jeff Ireland's here, he's, uh, he's calming everyone down, and you know he's he's um, talking Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis out of trading up and letting the draft come down to them and nope. really it was all nope. a mirage nope. an aberration nope, 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 nope. they're gonna they're gonna keep nope. doing what they're doing nah, uh, nah, nah, so bro. so the nah, message nah. to me is clear now and, and if you if you listen to mickey loomis's post press conference you know after the third day where he finally you know wraps up the whole thing he basically says yeah we were looking to trade down a couple times didn't work out but He's, and he kind of had a moment of sincerity where he's like, look, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I tend to lean towards trading up. I, I prefer it. And so it was just a very clear message to me that Loomis feels like any sins of the past are not, not on him. And there's nothing wrong with his way of doing things. And when they miss on picks, it's clearly a scouting department issue, not a philosophy issue at the top. 
and he believes it's fixed based on the new scouts they got, and so he's going to keep doing it. Great. Dave is eating Jimmy John's. Drew Brees is Jimmy John's. Oh, well, that makes it – is it true that Salah Calamete introduced some of the – he announced some of the picks? Is that true? No, I don't I know. I didn't hear that. Somebody said that on Twitter. I mean, if that's true, we should have known they're never taking a guard. You never send a position player up and draft the same position as the player that's announcing, <laughs> the, announcing the pick. Um, um, wait, but going going back to Loomis, I thought it was funny because right before the first round started, he was talking with Jennifer Hale, and um, Jennifer Hale tweeted out and she said, "Mickey, that Mickey Loomis said he doesn't expect many trades in the first <laughs> round. Not 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 necessarily from the Saints, but just in general." And of course, there were like five, six trades in the first yeah. round. So uh, yeah. Mickey totally whiffed on that one. Yeah, I, I just think the thing is with the Saints is they totally always believe in their board. And I know every team believes in their board, obviously. But I just think the Saints, they are – I said in my column, they're like a five-year-old at the ice cream store. They're like they want what they want, when they want it, and they want it now. And they just – they can't be persuaded um yeah you knew you knew when they had no third and fourth round pick there was no way mickey loomis was was sitting idle for two full rounds you know standing (laughs) pat just sitting there you know with a beer in his hand casually enjoying the draft you knew there was no way he could sit still do you think they try to talk him out of it like he's in the corner like with sweats and he's like like Jones in like a junkie, like needing to get a fix, or is he just like absolutely? I mean, I, I can't say I can't say that I'm su- su- surprised that they traded because because I'm not particularly surprised. But Dave, uh, the let's start with the let's start with the first pick, I guess Rankins. Um, thoughts on him? We are you. Dave. You were kind of breaking up there. On who, Sheldon Rankins? Yeah, yeah. Were you pleased? Yes, pleased? Um, first of all, I don't think any of us Dave, would have been Dave, surprised. you got a lot going on over there, man. Yeah. What do I have going on? Doors closing and shutting and food and wrappers and... <laughs> well, anyway. A lot um, going on. I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't think any of us... Um, it's not, he's not eating Jimmy John's, su- it's a dead prostitute. He's wrapping it up. <laughs> uh, can I finish my sentence, please? Yeah, go. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you may not. <laughs> I don't think any of us were surprised at all by the Sheldon Rankins pick. Um, you know, out of out of 70-some-odd mock drafts before the, before the first round, um, over 50% of them had... Um, the, the Saints taking taking Rankins, yeah. um, and uh, I, I, you know I, I think it was a good pick. You know the only person that was on were, the board were, that were you while this was going to ask you, Dave. Were you tempted? So obviously Rankins was the safe pick. Yeah, uh, but the Saints I mean, at least had to be, and they admitted they were a little tempted by Tunsil, who you know obviously fell down. Oh, the, the jokes, the, the, the math thing, the jokes but, for Tunsil. But there was the also jokes. Miles Jack that fell, which you know in the end. It was clear based on his knee issues that every team kind of felt like it was too big of a risk. But at the right. time, 
we weren't really sure where he was going to go, and we were in some ways surprised he fell to the Saints. So you know, it's like Rankins was the safe pick, but you were also tempted by Tunsil and Jack. So were you clamoring for either of the other guys? I was I was definitely not clamoring for um, Miles Jack. I, I've I've been I, I was nervous about him from from the get go, um, and uh, for Tunsil, you know, the the video thing, the the, the actual. The fact that he smoked pot, that doesn't bother me. Um, and, and first of all, they, they were saying that that video may have been from high school or from maybe earlier in college, so it's not like that That's was a bullshit. recent thing. Well, I, I agree with you. Um, what bothers me is that... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. That, he's, that he was dumb enough to let somebody film him doing that. I mean, especially uh, with that apparatus. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I mean, the thing I mean, is, that's a true commitment to getting high. I mean, the thing, or I mean, if you or if, or if you're going to be filmed using an apparatus, you don't take it off. You leave it on until the filming is over, so nobody could actually yeah, positively I, I think ID the, you. But 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 look, I I have you know, I think I, I'm not going to go into my personal life, but I mean, I know people who who use drugs and smoke pot, and I know you for know, a fact you know that a they guy. would. Ne- yeah, and they would never, they would never let me film them, and and they're not uh, a potential first round draft pick. They're just Joe Schmo. So yeah, but are they under I mean, twenty five? Are they under twenty five years of age? We were back in the day. They were. You yeah, know? but I just and think it's, kids it's, it's now. You don't, think... you don't. You don't ever want. You don't ever want any sort of of evidence. Any yeah, you sort don't. Of but kids evidence. do dumb things. Kids, people yeah. under twenty five, film everything, it. man. I saw they someone say do. this on. I, I saw someone on Twitter say this, and I fully agree. How lucky are we that social media yeah, and all that no, shit didn't exist when we were in high school and college? <clears throat> yeah, no, Bobby and Deke and all those guys on WWO were saying the same thing. And, and I, 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 I mean, the I, amount I, of dumb shit that I, I did that if <laughs> they could come back to haunt me now, you know? Yeah, I, and I just the thing that the the thing that I think scared teams off wasn't the pot with Tunsil. The thing that scared him off was somebody dropped that on purpose to to ruin him 10 right. minutes so who, before who, the draft starts right. and his stepdad sued him, you know, right. so, so it, it brings up these red flags about who he rolls with, who's he running totally. with, 
Who and is he got, friends with? So that's that's the part I think. And he's that, got injury that, concerns. Yeah, I mean, so I think that's the part that sort of uh, threw a lot of people off. Not necessarily the, the pot smoking, because I, I think I think NFL coaches are not stupid. I think that they know what their players are doing in their free time. And I would say probably a lot. I would say at least half of NFL players probably smoke pot, if not more than that. Uh, that is that is not a scientist. That's not based in any. That's that's mere conjecture by me, but. Um, I mean, with all the injuries that these guys go through and all the other pills they take, I certainly think marijuana could be used uh, medicinally to actually help them uh, as a as a pain reliever. But 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 back Dave, to the original Dave, question. Dave, Dave, don't kid yourself. They're not using it medicinally. I I don't I don't think that they're I, I think that they're using it for two purposes. One, it actually does. Uh, alleviate their pain and then two obviously it's fun to get high um but uh but 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 back to ralph's original question i I think the one person that maybe i was tempted by maybe a lot of people was was shaq lawson he was still available and i know a lot of people he's a true defensive end kind of guy um and he was ranked high on a lot of people's in a lot of people's minds and on their own personal boards um so that was the guy i thought maybe they would um, they would say, "Oh, I can't believe Shaq Lawson's still available. Maybe we ought to just go go with him." Yeah. Um, Tunsil was ranked high too. Yeah, but but then obviously the whole drama. So that kind of that kind of threw a yeah, wrench the, into that the, whole thing. The, but um, but but as far as Rankins is concerned, you know, I don't watch as much film as you do, Andrew. I'm sure, but I did go back and I did watch um, three or four game tapes um, on on Rankins um, mm-hmm. yesterday, and. Um, I watched his. Uh, I watched the Auburn game, and I watched. I want to say the Florida State game. Um, and I, I'm actually way more happy with the pick now, having watched that. I mean, he's a. I hate yeah. to use the. I hate to use the word high motor because it's so cliche, but he is a pretty high motor guy. He. His, his his feet, what I saw is, I mean, his feet are always moving. He's always, and he's for a guy his size, and he's not a big you know space eating kind of defensive tackle um Mm-mm. but he's still a big guy and for his size he's pretty agile he's he can really move he can, threw the shot uh, put he, in, in high in, in high school and something else did he run he, track i mean he was he was he was really doing a good job of, of of moving side to side moving laterally and he was always moving his feet he was always running and um the other thing is yeah. what I saw, which I think a lot of people have, heard, you know, a lot of people have said this, but I mean, he's lining up everywhere. Excited is obviously we wanted the Saints to take a pass rusher. We wanted to take the Saints, the Saints to take a guy like a defensive end who's going to rush off the edge. And what I saw, well, here's, tape is, well, I, he, I have he's one thing guy. to say about that. I have one. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. He, he's he's he, he's he's not. When you think of a defensive tackle, I think a lot of us think of a big fat guy who's this there to plug holes and to take up space not him he he, he 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 i mean he was all over the place he was lining up on the outside against tackles and rush, at, 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 rushing the edge he was obviously in the middle at a true dt position he was uh, uh, in the front on a three four three front i mean he was just in one game he plays all those positions i saw and i mean if, if you're looking for a guy who's going to be a speed rusher I, I think he he's he he gives you some of that so i'm i'm very well, happy he, with so it, here's the deal here's the deal the Saints' pass rush really struggled last year, and yes, ideally they get an edge guy that's a Von Miller type and gets 15 sacks a year, and it fixes their pass rush, and that's all fine and good and in a perfect world. But the reality of last year's pass rush for the Saints is that 
and you know some people that read my blog or have heard me on my radio spots this week wow this this might get a little redundant or repetitive so i apologize but for for the listeners that haven't heard it yet i mean my opinion about this is the real the saints have some pass rushing edge prospects i mean cam jordan is a, a good he's a plus pass rusher on the edge and then you've got a bunch of guys that could amount to something you edibali and guachim are decent subs uh kikaha is the guy who you hope can develop into a plus pass rusher um and then you've got you know bobby richardson who's decent rushing from the interior and you've got uh uh, davis tall coming back from injury who could be okay so they've got some talent and some prospects at edge that could develop into something for me what was the real issue last year it was the interior pass rush. And, you mean Carson Palmer and, and, having and, all day and stepping up? Like, yes, and, and, and so I, I think it, when, when you when you watch the Saints games, I mean, how many times did we see Cam Jordan or Kikaha get an initial pressure only for the quarterback to feel that and step into a clean pocket or kind of avoid it and then have all day? And, and yeah, I mean, the old, decrepit Carson Palmer in week one, I mean, that was like exhibit A. Of you know the escapability that he had in that game was ridiculous, and the thing is, but it was not, just like and it, go ahead. And, and it's and the thing I think is interior pressure. You can almost argue that it's more important than edge pressure because a quarterback, if like you said, if you get at the edge, a quarterback can step up and make the throw. Mechanics don't get interrupted. It's fine. But yeah. even if you don't have edge pressure, if the quarterback cannot step up into the throw, his mechanics get all. His mechanics break down, and here's the thing: like I think people view, is this guy giving me double-digit sacks, and that equates to whether or not he's helping the pass rush. But with a guy like Sheldon Rankins, is different. You know, like if he gets four or five sacks in a season, that doesn't mean he's he's garbage or whatever. Because you got to think about all the interior pressure that he's providing, which redirects the quarterback into the edge rushers, and that's why you know at times when the guards have played so bad for Drew Brees and he's gotten killed by a guy on the edge, it, it creates opportunities for the edge rushers. And so, yeah. like I said, the saints have prospects there. They just need someone to get that initial push up the middle to make it a more balanced passing it, pass rushing attack. And so I, I really think this is a huge pickup for the saints in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I think for sure. I think Sheldon Rankins, I think automatically 100% um, upgrades, uh, the Saints defensive line and automatically um, especially on third bumps down. them up right and and definitely automatically bumps them up a notch um, in the pass rushing department again like I said when I was watching tape um, I, I just thought of this now it was it's kind of like everybody else on the field is is is, is running around but 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 Rankins is sort of like on skates I mean he just he's he's just he he was just that. He just he definitely looks a lot quicker than everybody else did um, yeah. on Louisville. You've got to think about the production of the five sacks or whatever he does, combined with the added opportunities he gets <clears throat> for the other players. Yeah, the, right. Now we go to the second round. The first pick was um, a receiver, and and Andrew, I made a joke about it on Twitter, but I didn't put it. I didn't put I didn't put two and two together until after the draft was done, and I think me and you, me and you even might have talked about this in Texas. Like at the end of the first round, they were like, "Sean Payton, you're going to get a good player." You know, the draft the, the draft so far is setting up good for you, and he was like, "Eh, Joshua Garnett, the guard from Stanford, got picked, and the, the guy from Texas A&M, I, the name I can't pronounce." And he looked like he was really sad, 
and I was like, man, Peyton, he's bummed out. He kind of looks like he needs a hug. But I never put it together that those were the two guards that he wanted to take, and if he wasn't getting those two, he wasn't taking any. I didn't put it together. Yeah, no, that's what it felt. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but it's funny. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, the media, you know, they were looking at the rankings of the prospects, and they're like, oh, look at all these amazing guys you have. And Peyton was like, well, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, at the end of the first round there, a couple great guys were taken. And and you could just tell he was kind of like, yeah, our board's not looking that awesome. Um, So, yeah, it's disappointing, obviously, now that we know, like, if Garnett or if Fetty had fallen, uh, that those were probably the picks. That's a bummer. Um, But I think the value with what they got, I mean, listen, and really Von Bell, too. I mean, the the first three picks were major, and they really needed a receiver. Uh, and Michael Thomas is a really exciting prospect. Dave, did you just burp and fart? No, I didn't do anything. It sounded like it. Because uh, I, I would have. But um, Michael, <laughs> um, the thing is, with did, did you watch? Did you did you watch that sports uh, that sports science video on uh, Mike Thomas? No. I, I feel like you know I fl- I kind of flipped out because I wanted a guard and I still think guard is their biggest need and we'll get to that. But. The thing is, Dave, I feel like wide the wide receiver, if they like the guy that much, it's justifiable because they're basically like one Willie Sneed sprained ankle or Brandon Cook's t- pulled hamstring away from being a semi-disaster at wide receiver. Now, I know you could say, oh, Drew Brees, it doesn't matter who they have. But, man, if, you have Brandon, if you're playing Brandon Cooks and the next guy below Brandon Cooks, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? But you, you don't sound enthused about the uh, Michael Thomas pick? No, I, I, I um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, tonight I was going to watch film on him, but, but prior to the draft, I mean, I didn't really uh, know too much about him. I mean, he wasn't one of the guys that was talked about often. It was Laquan Treadwell and Doxon and all that, um, even maybe a little bit of Corey Coleman. But, um, but, but yeah, he... Uh, he- he was talked about. I mean, I, I did the, um, my, you know, my, my prospects for the draft. And at that point, I mean, my top prospect at that point was Cody Whitehair, the guard. So I really wanted the Saints, especially based on the need to go and pick Whitehair. But I had, like I mean, Michael Thomas was in my top five at that point. I had him number four. So he was a top five player that was left on a board that I created spe- specifically for the Saints. So, I mean, he, he was definitely... I think on in the general radar and and considered a good thing. I mean, the main issue, the main reason why he dropped a little bit was production. And when you play on a team with Ezekiel Elliott, who's getting handed the football every play, I mean, it's kind of like LSU with and they're quite, with and, Leonard Fournette. You know, everybody thought Ohio State had this like this wealth of quarterbacks, but their quarterback situation during the year was kind of a mess because Cardell Jones was kind of a mess most of the year yeah they weren't productive and so that really hurt michael thomas's stats but i think there's two things that really jump off the board uh with thomas i mean you know obviously measurables tight speed uh strength uh hands and traffic all that stuff uh i mean he he he, you know as as sean payton said you know he, he checks every box but i think the two things that really stand out number one his ability after the catch. And if you watch those games and if you watch his tape, I think the really unique thing about him is that he catches balls in traffic and he doesn't go down and he extends the play um, and, and gets extra yardage. And so that that's something where if Breeze hits him in a tight window and a tight space, 
he's going to fall forward. He's going to get extra yards. The second thing is, you know, he didn't have great stats, but he was really, really productive in the red zone. And the Saints need that. And he's got that height and that ability, again, to catch the ball in, in tight quarters the list, the where list, I think he's going to be able to help them in the red the zone. The list of rookie-wide receivers that have done well for the Saints, I believe the list is Marcus Colston, and that's it. Kenny Stills? Kenny Stills, mm. eh, he was okay. I mean, he wasn't like – he wasn't Brandon like – they weren't Cooks like, would have wow. been, Cooks would have been good. He, he, I think he, well, Cooks was put on IR halfway through his rookie season, right? Cookies, he didn't, he Cooks didn't had like 50 catches for like 400-something yards, didn't he? That's not good. I mean, it's okay, but I mean, <laughs> they weren't like, I mean, Brandon Cooks, was he was on pace for about about 80 catches and about 850 yards, I think. I mean, he had a pretty good year. I mean. Well, I mean, I, look, I'll tell you this. I hope that um, I, I like the Michael Thomas pick. Um, I hope everything works out. I hope he produces at a level that a second-round draft pick should be. Um, and I'll say this. If if Brandon Coleman can also um, take the next step. Don't hold um, your breath. Well, well, you know, he was getting used, and I don't know if he was – he was getting – he was definitely getting more involved. Oh, he, more oh he was getting used, used, all right. At the end of last season, um, and that may have just been because Peyton knew sort of the season was kind of a wash, and he was kind of throwing Coleman out there just to see what he could do. But if Coleman can, can, can take that next step, then you've got two guys, and you've got two – Twin towers, two tall guys with long wingspans um, who can both be threats in the red zone and and mm-hmm. stretch the field a little bit. Don't forget um, Fleener too. Yeah, of course, of course, and and, and Fleener's a known a known entity. So I mean, we know what Fleener can do. So you, I think you got to be excited about um, about the offense and about the passing game. I, I I think that they're doing what they need to do to continue to have the top five offensive success that they've had for the last ten years. Um, I, they don't need to do much. They don't need to sign, you know, uh, the best free agents, and they don't need to spend first-round draft picks on offensive guys um, because Peyton knows what he's doing on the offensive side of the ball. And um, I, I see no reason why the, this offense, the Saints' offense, is, is, is just going to continue doing what they've been doing. Well, I would agree. With, I would agree with that uh, as long as number nine is taking snaps. Uh, in this, in the, this, right. Well, of course. Well, yeah, but we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to. The, I think I think I worry about it because Breeze had some injuries last year, and their guards still suck. Uh, right. Well, this, we'll see. This this undrafted guy that they picked up. Um, I think I think a lot of us are hoping he might. Uh, he's be able the OB. He is the Obi Wan Kenobi of guards. He right. Is the, he right. is the by, only... the. by the way, Ralph, I know I know you're a, a betting guy, and uh, I saw that Vegas set the Saints at, like, I think six and a half wins for the season. I think that's low. I, I would take the over that's on that. That's low. The last time I saw it, it was seven and a half. Uh, I think it was it was six. It was, Ooh, some, somebody is, had it at six or six and a half. I mean, history says when the Saints have the worst D in the league, they win seven games. Yeah. like Yeah, the, so, I mean, that's that's almost guaranteed. The floor for the Saints is seven and nine. The, the second second-round pick, Andrew, um, you know, they had a good grade on him, but do you – I guess the question is, do you think there was a comparable safety that the Saints could have got if they would have waited? No. No. I, I thought safety was very top-heavy in this draft. I mean, there was a couple strong safeties I liked, uh, Miles Kilbrew, uh, but he, you know, different skill set, different type of safety from Von Bell. And you really, I think, needed a replacement 
for Raphael Bush. I think in some ways Von Bell is even more appealing because he's got that slot cover ability. Um, but no, I, I really think I, I kind of defend. I mean, you, you know how I feel about the philosophy of trading up. Don't love it. Uh, but safety was, was a huge much, need. I mean, it's another position they much, needed. And, and no, I, I don't. The answer is no. How much of this? How much of the Von Bell trade up to acquire a safety? How much of it is they got to replace Raphael Bush? And how much of it is Jarris Bird isn't going to be on the team in 2017? I think it's both. I, I think it's I think it's preparing for the possibility that Jarris Bird won't be on the team in 2016. Really? I mean, let's remember. Well, I mean, not, I don't mean by being cut. cut I, I just mean injury. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like in, in the last year he's had, uh, you know, an operation on his spinal cord and he's had a meniscus there. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, you can't count on Jarris Bird to play 16 games. I think it's bonus if he does, uh, but he hasn't done it two years in a row. So, you know, he's been healthy, and he's played 12 games in a row now, so you give him credit. He, he stayed healthy after uh, that first stretch where he didn't play much. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you've got to have someone waiting in line behind him. Dave, uh, the Saints then, they they couldn't wait. They couldn't just sit idly by. They had well, to- I, you know, well, Ralph, one thing I'll say real quick is, you know, we, we talked about how Sean Payton, you know, he was kind of lamenting, Garnett and Effetti getting picked at the tail end of the first round. He was like, I'm and not I letting that, that happen. Yeah, well, I, I think I think he was maybe disappointed because he went into the draft really feeling like guard was a major need. And looking back on it now, I think they kind of felt like, yeah, these are the two guys, if they fall to us in the second round, that we want. But if we don't get one of those two guys, I, clearly their their thinking pattern was, there's not really any other guards that, that we like because they passed on Vidal Alexander twice. They passed on Landon Turner a couple times. So clearly they didn't have those guys rated very highly. And I think that's where the disappointment came in, where, where Sean Payne was like, well, we're not getting the guards we want. And so based on that, they went all in getting a receiver and safety, which I thought were kind of the biggest needs after guard. Or Dennis Once Allen. they filled defensive or tackle. De- Dennis Allen took the room hostage and, and, and said, so help me God, if I have to play Sanford for more than 30% of plays, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody, draft me a safety. If, if Alden Darby is the guy I'm rolling out there, once Jarris Bird goes down, I'm burning the whole place down. He's like, I'm drinking during the game, people. Um, <laughs> but then the Saints – they, this is funny. Me and Andrew, I'm I'm driving to pick up food Saturday and, and, and talking to Andrew, and uh, Andrew's like, "Holy shit, the Saints! They traded up again." And me and Andrew yep. like, "They gotta be taking a guard, man. There's gotta be a guard that they want." That yeah, gonna... that whole sequence happened in real time with Ralph and I on the yeah. phone. And he's like, and it, "It was brutal." He's like, "We're gonna we're they're gonna take a guard here." I'm like, I'm like "So who's it gonna be?" And, and Andrew's like, "Well, it's gonna be Landon Turner, you know this and that." So I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, it doesn't. I'm not happy about it. They're probably gonna give up a pick next year, but they gotta get a they gotta get a freaking guard, or I'm gonna die." And then Andrew goes, "I'm dead." I'm dead. And he laughed for like 90 seconds, just nonstop. I said, what did they do? He said he could barely get it out who they picked. He's like, they picked David Onyemeta from Canada. He's a defensive tackle. Uh, he's originally from Nigeria. He took up college. He took up football because he was bored. <laughs> and I literally was like, 
laughing in my car. I had to like compose myself. I couldn't believe like like of all the scenarios of them trading up, getting the guy from Canada who took up football because he was bored. Nigerian Canada. Nice, you know. Um, I mean, Dave, I hate trading up, but I hate trading up for projects even more. I mean, this guy yeah. has Al Woods, Antonio Pittman, Stanley Jean-Baptiste. Anime, anime Ojo, come on. Adrian Arrington. Like, this guy, well, I don't... I mean, any, anybody, any, anybody I feel like from the fourth round on um, is going to be a project or at least a, a, some sort of project. Yeah, but um, come on, Dave. This is ridiculous. Hey, who knows, you know? I mean, you know, Akeem Hicks had at least one good year. Yeah, but at least Akeem Hicks was a guy that was recruited at LSU. There was never any right. questions about his his right. makeup or, or his history. This guy didn't play football, had never heard of, of the Green Bay Packers four years ago. And, and I mean, now, Jimmy Graham didn't start playing football football until college either. Jimmy Graham and, 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 was was an was a college basketball athlete. I mean, what was this guy doing in Nigeria? He was an environmental scientist. Who <laughs> did they trade up for Jimmy Graham? Uh, uh, they I can't remember. I, I mean, don't remember. here's the here's the look. Thing. My, my no my my thing. I, I, to be honest with you. I, it, regardless of what the guy's background is, I would say the chances are still the exact same as to whether they would draft a guy who's actually going to contribute or be a total bust, you know, regardless of, of his background. And I, I, to be honest with you, I like the guys that start their careers late. There's less wear and tear on these guys. I mean, obviously, you know, you're not like really uh, in the, you know, you're not really wearing your body down playing peewee football or anything like that, but uh, I don't know, two fifth you know, round picks. football is a Football. I, I, I'm not. Look, I'm, I don't condone the trading up. I'm, I'm. I'm. I can almost guarantee you that if they had stayed where they were, that guy still would. I don't have been know. Available. They said they said that, that that Sean Payton knew his agent, and the agent called them, called the Saints, and was like, "Yeah, Green Bay's going to pick." He tipped off that the Packers were taking him in four picks. Mm. But I mean, that's when you go. If you're not a trade up addict like Loomis, you shrug your shoulders and go, "Eh." Oh well. Oh well. Who's next? Like, not the Saints, though, man. Whenever, whenever there's like, I could just see like Loomis's eyes get like big when they're like, I think we need to trade up. Loomis is like, hell yeah, we do. Uh, but I just, and it's two fifth round. It's a fifth round pick next year, and that's not that big a deal. But like, if the Saints are, God forbid, if they're terrible next year and, that, and they're and they're picking in the top five, like that pick for the fifth round is like a top fifty. You know, it's it, it could be like. A top five pick in the fifth round, which would make it what a uh, hundred and that'd be a top one hundred and thirty pick, you know, which mm-hmm. is which is frustrating. I don't know. I just this draft, man. I I, I just. Well, so what's your what's your overall grade? What what grade are you giving this draft? Well, I was gonna get I was gonna spit hot fire at them and just torch them, but then they went in the in the undrafted free agents and they got at least they got Landon Turner who. Had a decent grade, and they got uh, the guy from Michigan State, who I can't think of his name. Uh, Jack Allen. Jack Allen. Yeah, which, the, the really complicated name. The really complicated name <laughs> that I can't remember. Ralph, Ralph can't even do Jack Allen. I wanted God to help him. Three I wanted syllables. To, I wanted to say. I wanted to. I wanted to say Jack Ryan from the from the Patriot games. I don't know why, but uh, no, I, I just. 
you know, that made me feel a little bit better. But how much of that, Andrew, is our flat-out desperation for any competition? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think at that point, at that point, we were like, just get a guy. I mean, just get a guy, please. So, yeah, no, I I think at that point it was desperation. But the thing that I really don't get is you're six deep at running back and you draft the guy in Lasco. I mean, at some point you've got to be – I mean, at some point you've got to be realistic about the guy that you draft in the seventh round having a shot at making your roster. He's going to be you a know? Gunner, and, and, right? That's what they and, say. And I, I, think, I think Lasko has a shot. I mean, I think he'll battle Marcus Murphy, and he'll battle uh, Traverse Cadet, and I'm guessing the three of those will be battling for one spot, and that's probably an underrated camp battle. It'll be fun to watch, but Can I, buy I just you? think, again, like, he, 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 right now, like today, he's seventh on the depth chart at running back. Can I buy and so unless, unless, unless Lasko goes nuts... He's not making the team. Can I and, buy stock in Lasko being the, the, the training camp all-star? That dude is going to oh, dominate fourth-string defenses. Oh, yeah. So but what, do you, so, have CJ, do you have C.J. Spiller second? I guess. I, I mean, you have to, right? <laughs> I mean, have we forgotten how Peyton somehow hates C.J. Spiller and just refused to use him last year? I mean, Loomis said this year we're going to see the real C.J. Spiller, so I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to that, but... Yeah. What I, so anyway, what I don't understand the real is that CJ Spiller. We the, saw the dude catch a screen pass for seventy yards for a touchdown in overtime. Yeah, but I mean, but to be to be honest, Dallas did totally just destroy that coverage, and they were playing like uh, undrafted free agents at linebacker. Right. Um, but, but no. So what I was gonna say is I don't understand. What I don't understand, right, is that they bypassed Landon Turner in the seventh round. Which at first tells you, yeah, we don't care about guard. We don't really care if we get him or not. We're going to risk losing him. But then the undrafted rookie period comes, and they give him the most guaranteed money, the biggest signing bonus. Like clearly they were desperate to get him once the undrafted period hit, and they were desperate to get Jack Allen. So they were very aggressive in, in throwing a bunch of money of their allotted undrafted rookie money to those two guys to try to solidify their interior line. So there was like some recognition there once they hit that portion of the, you know, the post draft that this was a huge hole. But if they felt that way, why not draft Landon Turner in the seventh round? It made no sense. It, their draft, it, they, they baffle me, you know. And the thing is with the Saints is, you know, I, I argued too much yesterday and today with people on Twitter. The thing is, they're like, well, you don't know about trades and and trading up. It's not it's not uh, it's not proven with statistics necessarily that trading down is better and blah blah blah. I'm just like, listen to me. The Saints have been doing the same thing, and it ain't been working for like five years. I want to see them do something different. Now, it's hard for me to really rip this draft because I like the players, but. The last five years, Andrew, tell us that it's probably not going to work. Is yeah. That, is that too, is that being too negative? No, that's fair. So I, mean, I, I think it's also fair for the people that say the scouts different. The scouts are different, and you got to give them a chance. But if these, I'm just saying, like, okay, so let's fast forward five years. If if these trade ups blow up in their face again, is it the is it a scouting issue again? 
or at what point do we start pointing the finger at Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton for having a flawed strategy? Dave? <sighs> I, I, you know... You know, I guess only because they've they've changed they've made changes in the scouting department do they get this year because because otherwise if everything else was the same, you know we're already at that point. But but sure, we can give them this year. But I would say that's about as as, as long as I'm going to give them. Yeah, and the thing is, guard, guard is still a mess. And I was ranting and raving on Twitter, and people were telling me, "Oh, you're, you know." I was tweeting at media people. They were like, "Be good Saints fans and just get in line and support whatever pick they make." Their guards are still terrible. Yeah, yeah, be a lap dog. Yeah, their guards are still terrible, and these unrestricted free agents. I think they Landon Turner could hit, but I don't see it. They better get a veteran in there or something. I just this this. This draft, if they were gonna, if they were gonna make the move, I'd have rather them make the move, the trade up. I'd have rather them go up again and get Garnett or or get the guy from Texas A&M, get the guard you want, because to me, guard was their biggest need, and they're hoping a, they're hoping they're the guy that buys a Powerball ticket and says it's gonna fund his retirement. Well, we'll so we'll see what happens with with guard. Maybe they sign a free agent. Sloss, uh, maybe the may, maybe they maybe they don't, and you know we go into the season with that being the biggest question mark. But I, I think at the end of the day, we went in this draft knowing this team had too many holes to fill. And we said that going into the draft, and so I think it just ended up surprising us that they chose to disregard the guard position and, and not take a player there but the reality was we knew they were going to be deficient in some areas because they couldn't cover up everything and they ended up just not picking at the position we would have preferred but you know they filled a lot of holes in this draft defensive line major need they address that in a big way uh they get a receiver that we really like depth at safety which was huge and you know they, they get a bunch of bodies at undrafted rookies that, that are going to get come in and compete, and we like some of those guys. Here, here's my question. Before, and we have a, we have a bunch of uh, Twitter questions before we get to that. Dave, I'm going to ask you this question: Of the top three picks, one can be great, one can be average, and one's going to be trash. Pick who you, <laughs> pick who you want to be great, who you want to be average, and who you want to be trash. Oh man. Um. Well, you know that you know the trash guy is going to be one of the two defenders. It just has to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I think probably I think it goes right in order. To be honest with you, I, I and I, I think it goes along with what in reality could possibly happen. I think uh, Rankins is. I probably would want him to be the best, and uh, I think Michael Thomas, if he's just average. He'll certainly contribute um, in Peyton's offense, and, and I mean that just leaves us, unfortunately, with Vaughn. Andrew, you know what? The, the Saints blow on defense, and they they're a juggernaut on offense at, at their best, and you know so be it. I'm embracing it full 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 on. So g- give me Michael Thomas, make him a Pro Bowler, make him a stud. <laughs> You know, put up more yards, put up more points, and just pray uh, when you're on defense. And uh, I guess I'll say I'd prefer the defensive lineman to be better. So I'll say we'll we'll make Sheldon Rankins 
good, decent, and uh, that will upgrade them if he's just bell repl- trash. If, if he's just replacement level, that'll upgrade their defensive line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, honest, honestly, for the for the good of the the team, I mean, I think what would be best for the team, honestly, I think it would be if, if Sheldon Ranklin's was awesome, if uh, Bell was average, and Michael and Thomas, Thomas was trash. Bad. Because I mean, the, the offense will probably would still be okay without him. They could so. survive, yeah. About that. Yeah, but if, but, yeah, if, but imagine if you if I told you if I told you Michael Thomas could be uh, not, without the crazy. But if he could be like peak T.O., you know, oh if he could be like peak <laughs> T.O. and then uh, – I mean that would be fun. I mean that would be that would be fun and, and, and that alone might be able to make them a playoff team if the rest of the offense is healthy and decent. Um, just so, blow everybody out of the yeah, water. Yeah, I would just that, – that's what I would pick just because having a every, – every, every game would be like that Giants game last yeah, year. it would be fine. <laughs> Ten and six. Ten and five, averaging, averaging, averaging. I mean, would you not sign up for that right now? That game was awesome. If I knew, if I knew that they were going to win a bunch of them, yeah, that would be amazing. It was like like it was like NBA Jam football. (laughs) It was, it was like NFL Blitz. I mean, if if I if if because the thing is like if if they've I mean they've had really good receivers. Obviously, you know, Cooks was really good last year. Colson was good, but they've never had a wide receiver. I mean, Jimmy Graham was a tight end, but. He wasn't a pure. They have never had a like a wide receiver where other teams are like, "Oh my god, we cannot guard him." He is well, going they to did. Shoot. Jimmy Graham. Well, yeah, but Jimmy Graham was down the middle, not on the. Thomas will be uh, out on the edge, you know. Yeah, they never had like an Odell Beckham. Is what yeah, you mean? Yeah, like if he, like, what if he's Odell Beckham? He All could right. be. He's got like that. He's got that same catching ability. His hands. That's why you got to watch that sports science thing. He caught like six. He caught. He did like that whole thing with the one-handed thing. He caught like sixty-five out of like sixty-six straight. Yeah. I didn't realize the Saints over. And he does hand yoga. He does hand yoga, mm-hmm. and it like makes his hands actually sl- like an eighth of an inch wider, <laughs> and they're already wide as it is. Yeah, I mean, he, the the Saint. I mean, they seemed of all their picks. Andrew, could could you make the case? I think they're mo- they were most excited about Thomas. More so than Rankin. Well, of course, of course, of course, Peyton is going to be the most excited about Thomas. <laughs> um, let's see, what do we have here for questions? Uh, this is from Will Irwin, Andrew. Which happens first? Saints coaches developed a raw project defensive tackle into an All-Pro, or humans colonize whatever the what? Uh, stop right there. Whatever the other thing is. Humans colonize Mars. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Ooh. Going with that. Oh man, let's see. I um, mean, I mean, you know when Mickey Loomis made that comment in the presser, he said, you know, we we expect Onye Wata or Onye Mata to uh, to contribute this year. Yeah. Get out of get out of here, man. Medical. I I put money <laughs> I mean, on. Get out of here. He's doing. That. He's going to get the PJ Williams special. Yeah. I mean, look, I, no no one would love to see him on the field more, and I, I do. I watched some tape. I mean, he was dominant. Even in the East-West Shrine game, he was a beat. If they but, hit, if they, I mean, hit you got to consider the competition. And, if they and hit on Canada, if they hit on Canada guy Andrew, their next trade up will be so reckless <laughs> because it'll just encourage yeah. him, man. Like, if, like if they hit on this guy, which will be fun, it'll be great. Uh, their trade, their 
the scenario of what they might do in 2017 draft to trade up is is it's off the board because it. Could I mean, I, I'm putting the over under on number of games played at three. Oh, dude, I'm <laughs> taking that under. Under. He's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be on IR before training. I mean, who does Mickey Loomis think we we are? Yeah. Seriously. This is from Eric Brignac, <laughs> Dave. Was the biggest mistake having Senor Calamete be the guy to bring the cards up to the podium? I, I didn't even know about. I this didn't know about you that just either. Told me that. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't get that confirmed. Well, here's another one from Chichin. Why, why would, why, why would any player be doing that? And then, yeah. and, and why, him, why him for the yeah. same? <laughs> this is from Chiching. Uh, is trading back into the second round to draft a safety, safety Mickey Loomis's way of saying, "Boy, I really fucked the cat with that bird signing." <laughs> I think he, he may be hoping that. I think he's definitely hoping that. I, I, I think I think Andrew was right earlier. Well, I, I just I mean I think they. I don't know if Bird will ever, ever play anywhere close to the level he did for those couple of years in Buffalo. I mean I, I think, like you said, the spine surgery and his knee. Uh, I I I don't know if he's ever going to come back from any of that. Nope. Nope, they just – they got unlucky. He should have gone to Atlanta first. Yeah. He should have gone to Atlanta yeah. or Philadelphia for his first visit. I mean, and you know what? And that really is I, – I mean, it's partially unlucky because, I mean, he was the best – in that year, he was the best. He was getting that. He was – Yeah, somebody had – Somebody was going to command that, that amount of money. money. You know, he wasn't yeah, like absolutely. the Saints and, 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 You know. And the, and the only the only way – the only way you could say that the Saints – should not have done that or should have known better is if there was some sort of physical, you know, and, and team doctors looking him over. If, if somebody missed something and if there were other doctors or other team doctors out there who would have looked at him and said, nope, nope, not going to fucking clear, touch we'll him. Clear, well, clearly the Bills sent him to us broken. <laughs> That's right. The Bills, man. They we, knew. We have so many broken Bills players, man. Yeah. Um, this is from but, Mark. No, again, like the, the, other, the other thing, you know, just going back to that question about the Saints developing some of these projects, you know, the worst part of Nigeria and Canada is the, du- <laughs> the dude hit it off with <laughs> – the, the dude hit it off with Bill Johnson. He, he, Bill Johnson loves him. Oh, it's, great. it's like already his boy. So he's going to listen to whatever Bill Johnson tells him. And I, you know, it's Bill. hopeless. <laughs> this is from Mark. Uh, he asks, how does the Saints draft stack up to the rest of the NFC South? Michael Thompson compared to a young Colston. Um, I don't know. Did the, you just call him Michael Thompson? <laughs> he sure did. I mean, even signed this contract. Wow. You can't even do Jack Allen or Mike Thomas. <laughs> I know. You can't even do that. Michael, but to, in my defense, Michael Thompson was a center for the Lakers. <laughs> you can't even do Lakers. Jesus. I know. Um, <laughs> the rest of the NFC South, Andrew, how is it? How is the draft? <laughs> well, I, I'd be interested in hearing from Panthers fans what they think about Vernon Butler. Um, I'm terrified. They're like they're like 85 deep at defensive tackle. <laughs> like they've got, they've got Kawan Short and, and Lotu Lele. Like when when is Vernon Butler even supposed to play? So I'm terrified. You know they've got Coney Ely and Charles Johnson. I mean you should, it, it, seriously you should go and, and read off like their top eight defensive linemen because like the like Cam Cam Jordan would be like their seventh guy. <laughs> I mean it's re, it's ridiculous how good they are. Um, um, but 
I think um, besides that, I don't think the Panthers were awesome. Uh, I think they were. They did. They did a pretty good. Yeah, Tampa picks a kicker in the second round, and I thought. (laughs) I I thought personally, the Falcons draft was awful. I mean, Keanu Neal in the first round, a guy that everyone had graded in the 40s or 50s, uh, a total reach uh, for a strong safety that isn't great in coverage, and that was really their big issue. And then Deion Jones in the second round. I mean, he's he's really. A nice prospect, and he's fast, but that feels like a little bit of a reach. And you know, Deion Jones could easily be a bust. And I, I, I really hate it. And I, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased and I don't like them. But I mean, if you go and you read most of the media grades on the Falcons, they have some of the worst grades of any team in the league. Yeah, I like Deion. They think that De- that James from LSU can be a rusher, and I don't know. I don't necessarily. Jones? Yeah, Jones. You just called Deion Jones James. I know. I'm having a great night, but I'm like. <laughs> and you are on a roll, man. I am, I've been, you know, I got a five month old that I'm drinking. <laughs> Cut me some freaking slack. Uh, <laughs> uh, what percent chance do the Saints have at getting a top five pick in 2017 and drafting Fournette? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's what How does he get back. Fournette right? <laughs> you know, it's a miracle. Uh,. Man, if the if the Saints are drafting top five uh, in 2017, they're doing a total rebuild because they probably won't sign Breeze. I don't know if the Breeze extension gets in. We might have to get to that next week. You know, um, yeah. to be top five, you got to win less than four games. That's ugh. Uh, let's let's hope the Saints don't get. Leonard Fournette next year for for the sake of Ralph's liver, you know, all of our livers. The Astros are destroying my liver. Dave's blood, Dave's sugar blood. Uh, I'd go on a a gummy bear eating binge. (laughs) With the trade up, will the trade ups be forgiven the first time Onyemata knocks Cam Newton's dick in the dirt? In 2018, uh, absolutely. In 20, absolutely. In 2018 or 2016, though, is the question. Look, uh, he, we have to wait puts, three years. He, he he can even get a personal foul, and we'll we'll be okay with it. If he late hits Cam Newton, all will be forgiven. This is from Dylan. Uh, do you think the Saints are going are capable of going 10 and six? After this draft, I do. I think they're capable of it. I think this schedule is so tough. God, the um, thing is, and that's what I was arguing with about it, with people at guard. I forget who it was, but I, me and Andrew were arguing with people at guard. And here's the thing that I said: I was like, "Look, people think guard was okay last year because the schedule was so easy. This year, they play Vaughn Miller in Denver. They play Kansas City, who's got a bunch of rushers. They play Seattle." Seattle, the Raiders, Carolina twice. You know, I mean, the ske- uh, yeah. the schedule. I think they could do it. They could do Gerald, Gerald McCoy twice. Gerald McCoy. I mean, I, I think, think um, they, they need they need to get lucky with injuries. They need to not have one of those years where just everybody. Well, I think they everybody need. Everybody gets but Dave, devastated. I think they need. I think they need better luck than that. Their roster is so fragile. They need to not just have average injury luck. They need to have good. Because yeah. that's, that that that's a going into a season saying that is is pipe dream 
I mean, they they are going to have injuries. Well, yeah, every, every team. team but, but I mean, so I'm not saying that they're not going to have injuries. But I mean, come on, like last year and and in, in, in other years prior, it's just like everybody. I mean, everybody. Well, no, I mean, that, but, but but Andrew, during the Super Bowl, even think, even even really even Breeze, even Breeze missed the ab- game. Their injuries weren't that bad. Were abnormal. Their their injuries weren't that bad. I would argue no. they had more injuries the Super Bowl year than last year. In the Super Bowl year, they lost yeah. goddamn near the whole secondary. They lost uh, Fujita for six weeks. Uh, they lost uh, Brown. Charles Grant. They lost Charles Grant. They lost Jamal Dylan Brown. Miller. Jamal Brown before the season even started. They had to put Bushrod at left tackle. I mean, yep. but the thing is that roster was so deep from one to fifty, from one to fifty-three, they could absorb the injuries. This roster, man, if they lose a safety, if you know, if they lose a corner, they lose one offensive lineman. I mean, it becomes it becomes a freaking. Uh, Disaster. Now we have some over-unders from Dylan. This is going to be fun. Andrew, the defense will be ranked 25th in 2016. Over-under. I'm going to say over. So I, I like I like what they've done this offseason. I think it's you know it's easy to forget how many linebackers they added. Laurinaitis, Fairley. Are, are these world beaters? No. Um, but... I, I think their defense is going to be and much I'm, improved. And I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree too. I I got the sense as much as we as much as fun as Rob Ryan was the first year, and and it's and it's not totally his fault. Andrew, I got the sense, and I don't watch film like you do, but I got the sense when Dennis Allen, the stats were a little bit better, but I felt like they were much more organized as a defense. Was that just my imagination? I I felt there was less chaos and less just. Oh my God! No, they don't um, know what they're Sean, doing. Sean, Sean Payton said as much. That's yeah. totally accurate. Yeah. Oh, Dave, Dave, over under the Falcons win six games. Mm. I'm gonna go with push. even six. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, and that, that that about let's see that. And I might have actually gone with push on the ranking of the twenty the twenty fifth ranking defense. <laughs> yeah, this, is from, this is from Philip. You didn't ask me, but that's what I would have said. Philip, uh, does the fact they got a quality guard as a undrafted free agent calm y'all down about the interior O line at all? It calms me down a little, but not really that much. Like I still they need to get a they need a veteran. I I, I mean I, I feel okay. You know, if you told me, and I, I'm assuming Jack Allen's going to at least compete at guard. I mean, he'll probably start as um, Unger's backup. Can they center, call the X? I, I, can they call their X Jari Evans? Well, you you made the good point. You, you never make a booty uh, call to the X, you right? You can't. You can't go back. You can't make the. Yeah. You can't make the 3 a.m. phone call to the X. You can't. No. Um, but it will be. So fun. yeah, I mean, I, I want a veteran. I want a veteran in the mix. But like, if you told <laughs> me they're not getting a veteran and it's basically down to Lolito. Calamete, um, Landon Turner, Allen, Jack Allen, and Andres Pete, you know, and those five are basically battling for two spots. I don't love it, but at least there's competition there, and you would think that two, at least two decent what's your starting line players you, emerge. What's your, what's your ideal scenario for their starting line versus the Raiders? My ideal scenario? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I would say that, you know, obviously Armstead at left tackle. Mm-hmm. I would say my ideal scenario is that Landon Turner lives up to his third or fourth round projection by the media and is just a road-grading mauler and that the Saints 
can't afford but not start him. So they so they put him at right guard, and then you've got Unger at center. Uh, I guess whoever's better between Lolito and Kelamete. So you know you put them at left guard, and then at right tackle it's Andres Pete, and and Streif isn't even in the starting lineup. Um, hmm. You know because I really feel like Streif is best suited at right tackle. Um, so that's my ideal scenario is that. Uh, you know, basically that Landon Turner is good enough that Pete doesn't have to play guard. Well, my ideal scenario would be like they signed um, uh, the uh, uh, a free agent uh, guard, you know, like Matt Slauson of the Bears that they just cut who started 80 games and he's 30. Like my ideal scenario would be Slauson and Turner at guard and Unger at center and Pete and Armstead at the tackles, and that way you push. You so push. you're so you're with me on benching Street. Yeah, I'm with you on benching Street, but I want I want completely new guards. Like that's the ideal scenario. I don't think that would happen, but that's my ideal scenario. That they that that they have two new two new guards that that start because I want new people yeah. to hate. I want new people to hate on Twitter, Andrew. Um, that's what I'm about. Uh. So, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I argue with uh, some people on Twitter about playoffs or no playoffs. And I said, I don't, I just don't, I don't see them as a playoff team uh, right right man, now. You're really bringing me down, man. You're bringing you really down. negative. I mean, I, I just, We're do you think it's close? I, I, I think it's close. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly I just optimistic. Think it's, I just think it's so tough right now to compete with the Panthers. I, I just think the Panthers have they're, – they're clearly a cut above now. You know, and I wouldn't have said that a year ago. Uh, I would have said, you know, yeah, the Saints can still maybe hang with them. And, they're going to get Benjamin. But, but, now, but now they're the class of the NFC South. They've earned it. And, uh, All right, so we're fighting for a wild card. Yeah. yeah and that's, I think that's also kind of – and, you know, wild card is such a crapshoot, it's tough. But I'm yeah. not – Saying it's out of the woods. No, and it, it also depends. It also depends. Nine wins. What's yeah. what's the what's the what's the sixth wild card? Is the sixth wild card eleven and five, or is the sixth no. wild card nine and seven? Well, some years nine it is. And I mean, seven, they, probably. I no, mean, I know, but on average, I would say it's normally nine and seven. Yeah, nine and seven with some help. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess you know, and Kevin, of course, couldn't be here, but he was here in the open. Uh, I, I think this will be a year. I mean, and I'm saying this before I see them at the Greenbrier and before, before any other additions and, you know, before we really get a sense of what the season's going to be like. But right now, I, I just view this team's margin of error as unbelievably small. And I mean, you could argue every NFL team's like that, but I, I just feel like, it's yeah, fragile. I just feel I just feel like there's going to be five games fragile. this year. There's going to be five games this year that come down to the final two minutes. And, you know, I feel like in the last two seasons, you know, they've gone 14 and 18 over the last two years. And how many games have has their defense coughed up a, a win, you know, in the, in the final two minutes? And I just feel like there's going to be five games like that this season. And if they go four and one or three and two in those five games, then they're in the mix for a wild card. And if it's the defense – choking up games again and, and they go two and three or one and four then then you know i mean then, and then the, 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 the thing wall. is for the saints the schedule is really hard but the beginning yeah. of it sets up nice they have got to start yeah. well you know i mean they play but here's the thing like so when you say the margins are small 
and you look at, okay, you're going to have five close games and you really have to go above 500 in those five close games. You know, what are the things that prevent you from winning at the end of games? Bad situation at kicker. Oh, uh, I forgot about kicker. Bad, bad pass rush, bad secondary. Um, and so, you know, th- those are the things that cost you games. And also, that, too, it's, I, th- I mean, just in a, in, a, in a more general sense, Andrew, the thing that at the, the thing that costs you games at the, also at the end of the games is you have no depth. So, guy, yeah. a guy gets blocking. You know, a guy gets nicked up, and so instead of playing, you know, Keenan Lewis at corner, he gets nicked, or Damon Swan gets a concussion in the third quarter, and oh my God, you're playing Wilson, or you're playing Brian Dixon, Brian yeah. Dixon at corner. Um, you know, or, you know, bro, great example. They played Carolina in the dome and bro was playing great, but then he got hurt and went out and Carolina, it was all Browner all the time. And it was all Browner and Ted, I think Ted Ginn just scored again. Um, (laughs) so, I mean, so that's the, that's the thing, like that's this roster. It's, you know, you know. It's just I hate you know it's just so you can use the word soft or, or not soft isn't the right word but just it's just fragile man they 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 just they can't absorb a normal amount of injuries they've got to be really lucky with injuries so yeah well um, I, I just feel like what wins and loses games at the end in the final two minutes pass blocking pass rush kicking yeah. those are the three those are the three things and. You know, you could say the Saints were mediocre at maybe at pass blocking last year, god awful at pass rushing, yeah. god awful at kicker, <laughs> and so you know when you're in five close games, you're going to lose four out of those five with that situation. So, you know, how do they look at pass rush this year? I think a little, little bit better. How do they look at pass protection? Nah, I don't really know. That, that's a concern area, and kicker is kind of an enigma. It's not super strong. Yeah. Uh, it could be okay. But um, you know, so it's tough, man. They're gonna they're gonna have to get lucky. <laughs> Dave, your thoughts? Uh, you know, I don't really think there's much to add. I, I think you guys uh, are spot on. I think you hit the nail on the head. This isn't this isn't a a, a twelve and four team, but um, they definitely could be a possibly a wild card team. But you know, like you said, uh, the stars have to align. So now, now Cam, Cam Newton tears his ACL. No, I'm not. You know, I'm not. Are off, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rooting for an injury, or I'm not. You know, I'm not rubbing voodoo dolls or anything like that. But I'm just saying, like, major injury to a key player on Carolina, Keekly, Cam Newton, whole new ball game. Yeah, and also Carolina's going to regress. They're not going 15 and one. So what do they regress to? Do they regress to 11 and five, 12 and four? Do they have a big Super Bowl hangover? Do they drop to like 10 and six? I mean, it's just you know that. That depends. Um, let's not, or let's not or, count or are Tampa they as either. dominant? No, Tampa. I'm the, Tampa. I'm convinced they're just a mess. I think Tampa let's, is, let's, is let's in the please, same situation as the Saints. Let's Saint. please Tampa do. Let's put please together. do count out Tampa. <laughs> Tampa's <laughs> garbage. Tampa. I think they made a terrible. Right. Famous I think they, last words. I think they made a terrible hire at coach. I think love. Say whatever you want about Lovey Smith. The guy. His first year they were terrible, and last year at one point they were fighting for a playoff spot. They collapsed at the end, but I mean, Dirk Cutter was a mediocre college coach. And did he? Where else did he coach in the NFL anywhere? He was just offensive coordinator, you know, for Atlanta for, Atlanta for a stretch, you know. Yeah, and how did that work out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but 
I guess my final question, and then we'll get out of here, uh, is uh, they didn't sign Drew Brees uh, the whole offseason. They did everything they wanted to do, apparently, uh, except for maybe Josh Norman. Um, so, Andrew, Drew Brees <laughs> signed an extension before the, the season, or yes or no? No. Ooh, Dave. Nope. Nope. I, nope. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't mean he's not going to be with the Saints for the end of his career. I mean, I'm not saying that. I, I just don't think it gets done until next offseason. Well, ooh, if it gets done, ooh, and then he'll be a free, free he'll he'll probably be a free agent then because they can't if they tag him, it's 44 million. Yeah, I mean, I I think it'll be a stressful situation, and a deal might not get done until the eve of free agency hits. It, it may take that long. Yeah. Uh, well, on that note, you can go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got draft recaps and his thoughts, and you can go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave has all kinds of fun stuff as well. Um, Kevin couldn't join us. He's out frolicking with his newfound girlfriend, love of his life. Oh hopefully. man, that's it. This is he's gonna he's gonna stop hanging out with us this now that he's end. got a girl. This is the end. He's all yeah. he is, is he's in love and he's rasping. But then he'll then he'll get then. Yeah, How many dates get... does it take until the courtship reaches a point where you're like, hey, Monday night, I got my Saints podcast? Never. He'll be doing it in the he'll be doing it in the broom closet. He'll be like, yeah, you yeah, you really can't reveal that until you get the idea. Yeah, you really can't. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> anyway, for these knuckleheads, I'm Ralph Marlboro. Until next week, the bar is closed.